Riley, I'm home. It's been a long time, Dennis. It's been a long time. I spent a, a week and a half just now in the States, and it was mm-hmm. rife with two things. One, podcast content. I am packed to the gills, and I'm going to oh, meter yeah. it out over the next month and a half to you. <laughs> it's, in, in, it's very frustrating in, because like, I messaged Dennis like while he was I'm like, hey, man, how's your trip going? Good. Okay, yeah. Any highlights? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. And then he got back and we were chatting. I'm like, no, tell me about the trip. He's like, no. <laughs> no, of course I'm not going to. You will learn about it in 45-minute chunks like everybody else. <laughs> I get slightly earlier access than the patrons, but not by much. Not by much, especially not today. <laughs> not yeah, by much. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was rife with two things. One, content, and two, delays, really. So, so was had- this, because I know, I know a little, little foreshadowing for what, three or four episodes from now. <laughs> yeah. You got delayed in Chicago Airport, the, uh, the, the, back, the city yeah. of love. You got, a, you got delayed there <laughs> for 27 hours. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. That's not the delay I want to talk about today, though. Are we talking about different delays? We're talking about the departure delay, Riley. So we haven't even left Ireland yet. Haven't, yeah, already, the first part of this America story takes place entirely in our, within Ireland. And you're already harvesting the content. You were, you were there, you were, you know, you were with Nikki, with your mum, your dad, and you're there just in the notes app writing down everything that happens because you're like, this is gold, solid gold content. This is just all exactly going to happen. Right. So we were so leaving, Riley. We were on the tarmac. Mm-hmm. And first of all, they were like, oh, there's a problem with the potable water on the plane. Okay. So we need to change some things to get more potable water on the plane. Yada, yada. <clears throat> Should it take about 20 minutes? Cool. That's fine. That happens. Mm. This is a big plane. I think it was a 747. Might have been 757. One of the big ones that what goes across the Atlantic. So one of, one of the big, yeah, they're not sending small ones across the Atlantic. No. They're not, they're no. not putting you up there in a Cessna. No, no, no. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not going up. I was in the Eleanor Roosevelt. I met the Amelia Earhart. We're not going up with the <laughs> Amelia I mean, Earhart. if Eleanor Roosevelt, I mean, she wouldn't be flying you any across the Atlantic any better than uh, Amelia Earhart would be. That's right. That's true too. Um, so we're sitting in the time back in the air, and they're like, "Okay, we've missed our, um, we've missed our." Wait, no, sorry, excuse to- me. Amelia Earhart went missing over the Pacific. I'm pretty sure. Uh, is I'll that right? Sh- I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's specific. I think she did fly over the Atlantic successfully. I think it was the Pacific what got her. Do we have any aeronautics ex- experts that can write into the podcast? Can write into- <laughs> or, or I can I can just do a Google search while you're talking, like what you always sense. do when I'm when I'm telling you something you're not interested in. Go on. That's fair enough. So at the time, right then, one of these big planes, and like, oh, we've missed our slot to take off, so we can't take mm-hmm. off on whatever it is, the east runway or whatever. So yeah. we have to take we have to take off on the west runway in the opposite direction. This happens all the time. Not a big deal. Might be 10 have minutes to, before have we to get chuck a Ewing. Yeah. Uh, Can confirm it was in the Pacific. It was between Papua New Guinea and uh, the... Uh, no, she got to, from Papua New Guinea to Howland Island and then went missing from Howland Island, between Howland Island and Honolulu in Hawaii. Mm, Papua New Guinea was probably just Papua Guinea at the time. Actually, Papa very New Guinea, I suppose. <laughs> Papa extremely New Guinea. Papa brand New Guinea, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're like, oh, let's take off the opposite direction, do you, no problem. When there's a delay, a little bit, and the pilot comes on and he's like... So, the airport manager here has said, we can't go that way today. This has never happened before. And now, our plane is too heavy to go on the other runway because it's not, like, it'll just sink into the concrete. What? Yeah. What do you mean it'll sink into the concrete? Was the, the, what, the runway's made of marshmallows? What are you talking about? Oh, do you not know if, if you leave a I mean, I think it's more likely the runway isn't long enough. But do you know if you leave a plane too long on a runway, it'll just sink? Because it's because it's just that heavy. It's just that heavy, yeah. And oh, I guess runways must be built of like 
softer concrete because that's where the planes land. That doesn't. I'm really just talking. Mm, we're stretching now. Yeah. I'm like, so no, no. But you're saying the runway is in like the actual runway where they take off and land. Like you can leave a plane on the tarmac at the departure gate. So that is that a different? It must be, or they put it in, or the or the hangar must be a different concrete. I know, but I know example in in hip music come from away. They have to move the planes because they're sinking. Okay. Oh well. I mean, so you're you're yeah. Whereas I'm relying on pure guesswork. You're relying on a very serious and a musical knowledge. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I apologize. Anyway, all right. So what so was the next step then? The next step then is like okay, cool. So we just need to um take some cargo out of the plane. Uh, something that most people don't know is that any any planes, volunteers? <laughs> yeah, right. Is when planes fly, they take all your luggage, and about three or four times as much weight as that is just stuff what they're carrying. Post packages, yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where airlines make a lot of their money. So the fact that they're yep. willing to do that is pretty, pretty. That means they're in pretty dire straits to get this plane off the ground. Yep. And then he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna take some fuel out of the plane." And I was like, "Oh, don't." Know All right. That. Well, that's uh, now I'm starting to be like, "Well, can we cut any any passengers who don't really want to go to New York yeah, today?" Yeah, yeah. Anyone, Anybody you know? not not too keen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were in the tarmac overall ride of about four and a half hours. Did you get to leave the plane? Nope. Oh, um. Goodness. And at one point, the pilot comes on, and this is the part I really want to talk about. He's like, okay, guys, here's the deal. I've been a pilot 40 years. This has literally never happened to me before. Don't know what to tell you. This airport manager is just being an asshole. So oh, it's his. Just it's his. Th- threw him oh, under yeah. the, well, not the, not the, the bus, threw him under the plane. Under the plane. And he, right, he was like, so um, he's the reason you guys are going to be four or five hours late getting to your vacation. Mm-hmm. So... If you want to dial this number, extension 433, and give him no. a piece of your mind, be my guest. And he's like, no. read that number again. I've given it to all the air, uh, all the air hostesses. If you ask any of them, like any who read it out, then was like, if you guys want to give him a piece of your mind, please, I would advise you to do so. I was like, oh, that my God. is unbelievable. It was crazy. I've never seen anyone turn on what is ostensibly one of their colleagues so yeah. fast. That's so unprofessional. It was sick, though, dude. <laughs> it was so cool. Because the thing is, like, the thing about the, the announcements they make, I assume they're always lying. And I'll tell you why, right? In the 70s, there was a guy, we don't know his name, we call him D.B. Cooper, but he hijacked Oh, yeah, D.B. Cooper, he, baby. He smuggled a bomb onto a plane, right? And then hijacked it allegedly. by very calmly talking. Well, no, not, what do you mean? Not allegedly. The, he smuggled the, a, suit, a, a mysterious suitcase onto a plane. Okay, he did. Like, bomb. this happened. Um, this isn't an alleged thing. He did get onto the plane. Sure, okay. sure, An sure, alleged bomb, yes. sure, certainly. He had alleged explosives, right? Anyway, um, he spoke to the, the flight attendants. They alerted the captain. And the captain made up some nonsense, right? Yep, yep, yep. And was like, oh, we're just having uh, some issues with our landing gear. So we're just good. Something. Yep, yep. Just, no, no, it wasn't even that. It was like, it's like a landing slot or something. So we're going to be hold, in a holding pattern for a while. We're really sorry about the delay, but we landing. Well, there's an possible. active like terrorist situation on the plane. Exactly. On the plane, because obviously you don't want to threaten anyone. And then a friend of mine who works on an airline was like, oh, you know how there's the whole like emergency, like the masks fall out and like there's the mm-hmm. oxygen that comes out. sort of stuff. She's like, that doesn't do anything. The masks aren't connected to anything. It's to keep people busy so they don't panic when the plane's going down. The masks definitely are connected to oxygen masks. Well, I don't believe your friend. I, I don't believe your friend about that. I do believe. Apparently, that- they're not right. That's. I look. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But all look. And, and the, the thing is, Dan, what is, is your, even what if is they're your, not, what is your what, what is your friend do? Uh, flight attendant. There's no way that's true. They're but the thing is, Dennis. Dennis, irrelevant. It doesn't matter if it's true or not, right? Because the fact is, either. What she said is the attendant is true and the airlines are lying, right? Mm-hmm. Or what she said is not true and she, as a flight attendant, is lying. All I'm saying is mm. aeroplanes in general and the staff thereof, hotbed of lies. Can't trust a word they say. 
I agree with that. I, I think that's definitely true. Um, my a similar piece of advice. My uncle. Um, this sounds so made up, but he did. Uh, he used to work for Rolls Rolls Royce, who make among other things jet engines. Yes. Yeah. Um, and when he started working there, he was like doing all the like some like computer modeling for like the cutting the molds they use to like cut the individual components of the jet engines, like really, mm-hmm. really like nanometer precision stuff. And what do you say? We don't actually know how these things fly. We just oh, we just hope. We guess every time it's luck whenever a plane uh, it's, like a, it's like a bee. We actually don't know how they fly. It's just, it's just <laughs> pure, pure luck. No, he refuses to fly ever since he's worked oh, there. Oh, geez, that's much worse. <laughs> so like when he goes, he lives in Germany and when he goes back yeah. to Croatia, he drives. That's a long drive. It is, Riley, and it's a short flight. <laughs> yeah, this is like the owner of a restaurant not eating what their kitchen puts out. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I would. I have another friend who works at Facebook, right? Or mm-hmm. at Meta now, I suppose. Yeah. And we were all talking about how we got Oculuses during lockdown. It was fun. It was like, oh, I'm never getting one of those. Like, the privacy implications of that are crazy. And I was like, you yeah. work for the company that makes this thing. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, of course. I've just given up on that. Like, I, Google just know everything about me, dude. I mean, my yeah, phone's fine with the whole time. Well, whatever, dude. I mean, at this point, it's, I'm too, it's too late. I mean, I'm too deep. They know everything. No, Google knows everything about me. So whatever. At this, at this stage, who cares, you know? But I was hoping, have you ever had, have you ever dealt with an employee? And it's a little bit different because this, this, this pilot went absolutely nuclear on this airport. Mm manager but employee who's just like look man i'm just doing my job here and i I, i'm not interested in pretending anymore i mean this this happened relatively recently i got thrown under the bus by another teacher in a classroom so i'm 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 a bit of a softy with kids like i don't i'm not i'm not much of a disciplinarian i'm not very strict at all and i was in my classroom the kids were just like chatting just a, a just an amount of noise while they're working on like a, a, a communal or collaborative like fractions activity, right? The dentists among them are out there distracting other children. Exactly, know? running interference, that sort of stuff. And they're just chatting. Anyway, this other teacher comes in and she's like, excuse me, what is this level of noise? Children, children, I do not expect, like just give him a bit of a, a tongue lashing. And I'm just standing there like, yeah, <laughs> this is my classroom and I'm pretty happy with how they get that is, stuff because they're having that a good That is kind of shitty. Just, it was really, I, and, and then the funny thing is, she left, shut the door, and one of the kids was like, "Did you just get in trouble with like another teacher?" And I'm like, "Oh I guess wow, how, is, how astute of that kid! Holy crap!" Yes, I, did, I, was, I was about to get sent, sent to the principal. I don't know. I didn't. I, I I didn't like it. I didn't raise it because I don't. I didn't want to rock the boat. But like, I really didn't like it that, um, that happening. No, so that, I kind of got thrown. She did. Although much, she did. She's un, she's undermining you, whether she means to or not. A little bit, but it wasn't quite her being, you know, this pilot like the airport manager and then, you know, saying to all the kids and here's, you know, the email address of the principal. Make sure you go home and tell your parents to complain about how bad Riley's been as your teacher today. You know, she didn't quite go that far. Um, I mean, let me tell you, I think it worked because a lot of of people called that airport manager and about 45 minutes later we were in the air. (laughs) Having taken off on the runway, we apparently weren't allowed to. So just a really, really strategic, a really tactical approach there from the pilot being like, this is going to be the fastest way for us to get in the air. That's what it says in the manual. It's like, try this, reset the engines, defuel mm. the plane, take out the cargo, yeah. um, dox the airport manager. Yeah. Throw the, the airport last manager under the bus to get, get it. Yeah. Do you know what I, don't you think you your, I don't think you finished your DB Cooper story, by the way. Well, that was it. I mean, if you want to go and get the full story. Oh, that is lying? Half our sister.net, episode seven. You can go and have a I think it's episode seven. You can go and have a listen to have that you, much better podcast. Have you heard the theory that DB Cooper is Tommy Wiseau? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put forward, I think, by Randall Munro from XKCD. Yeah, because he's uh, he's got a lot of money, speaks with a strange yep. accent like this guy on the plane did. Yeah, well, no Dean Cooper asked for like $50,000 in negotiable American currency. And it's yeah. like, what? 
which is a weird way to put it for sure. Yeah, no, really interesting story. Half our sister net get across it. Anyway, I've just thought of another thing that happened to me at the last school I worked at back in Germany, mm-hmm. which isn't quite the same because it wasn't public facing, but it was a very awkward situation where this employee, this this colleague of mine, um, actually, it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's a good story, so I'm going to tell it anyway. So. She was uh, working with some of the kids in my class, right? And she had an approach that she was taking with them that I didn't necessarily agree with. I wasn't getting in the way of her doing, uh, like taking this approach, right? But it it certainly was, we weren't really synced up on a solution that we were taking with some of these kids that needed a bit of extra support. And I was at the photocopier, you know, photocopying some stuff like that. And she walks out of the staff room and doesn't see me and just, oh, dude, she is tearing strips off me talking to another teacher oh, he just he just won't like he's not helping with this at all and it's just oh he's my been god so, like, was, like all this stuff like that and i was like all all the stuff she said was reasonable like it was it, she wasn't being really belligerent but the way she was taught she never would have said that sort of stuff like man well of course and, not. she clearly she clearly didn't know you could hear her <laughs> then the person she was talking to started doing the high eyebrows to her right and started doing like, like this and then eventually i was just like oh um sorry if you want to like talk about this further i you know i didn't i didn't realize it was you know bothering and she looked around and her face just goes white like she's oh she was so so embarrassed mortified yeah of course yeah but it ended up having a very positive outcome because it ended up she came she's very apologetic the next day she brought me in some home-baked cookies which i was like absolutely i will go through this every day of the week i would not dude i would not eat those those would be poisoned (laughs) if i'm getting no because the apology is very heartfelt if if i'm getting 12 if i'm getting a dozen like chalky chip cookies freshly made from home right i'll have an argument with a colleague every day anyway so she came and we talked about we came to a solution that was much better but just that like that look on her face when she because yeah like paying someone out when you don't realize that they can hear you doing it like it's like sending a text message to someone like if I want to, if I'm annoyed with you and I like, I don't know, message, I, I, I want to message, I don't know, Jeff about how annoyed I am with you. And instead I send you the message instead of Jeff, you know, it's mm, like, it, it, mm, it, oh, it's mortifying, right? I have had, Jeff has sent one of the worst, one of those by mistake. And I don't know if you'd appreciate me telling the story in the podcast, but whatever. Well, no, didn't, uh, this didn't happen to Jeff, did it? it I, I thought you told me it happened to someone else. Yeah, it happened to somebody else. Yeah, it happened to somebody who uh, definitely so, isn't Jeff. Yeah, what happened? What yeah, was the story so, again? So my friend Jeff, he, um, he different sent, Jeff, different Jeff. He sent a Snapchat to a friend of ours at like two a.m. and my friend gets some notifications of Jeff has sent you a Snapchat, and then a half a second later, a text in all caps that says "Do not open, not intended for you, never open," <laughs> which is so good. Oh, did he open? No, <laughs> he didn't. Oh, I think, it's, wow. I think it's still unopened on his phone. Yeah, still. Oh, he's got that on Jeff, doesn't he? Oh, he's got so that on Jeff. If Jeff ever open. steps out of line, he can say, "Well, I'll open that Snapchat, man." If you're not careful, <laughs> never open. Do not open. Yeah. Alright, you mentioned the, the teacher's staff room, and um, mm. when I was a, when I was in school as a kid, mm. I only ever caught glimpses of the staff room, and I'm sure you were the same. Yeah. Oh, the staff room is, is a magical. It, a magical mystery, well, mystery place. Like, place in filled. my head. It's this like Elysium type eyes wide shut sort of party. Yeah, where we're, All we're day being long. fanned by palm leaves and hand fed peeled grapes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's wearing masks and yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is that what it's really like back there? What it is mainly is people drinking instant coffee and complaining very loudly about meetings Children. or parents or teachers or students or yeah, I mean, talking about other teachers that they don't think are in the room is a big That's part of it. That's true you know? too. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Huge I was going to say, I imagine it's just shitty filter coffee and mm. bad vibes for the most part, like any staff room. 
Uh, I don't know, but the bad vibes. Teachers love to complain. Like teachers love to complain. Like I, well, I guess this, you know, most most people enjoy having a, having a whinge about stuff. But yeah, no teachers right, often. Um, as a teacher, you spend most of your day with people not only who you can't really see eye to eye with because they're children. But well, they're also a lot shorter we, than you, Dennis. Come on, that's a bit unfair. What do you want to do? They can stand enough. on a chair, I guess, if you want them to stay. Yeah, <laughs> come. But also, people you can't have a real, honest conversation with a lot of the time. I don't know why the default is then just to complain. I certainly don't get involved in any of that. I don't really like whinging about stuff, even if it's you know. Anyway, well, that's what the that's what the podcast is for for you, right? Well, that's get right. That's this is my outlet. I really didn't want to get back into school chat. Like, I, I feel like school chat is very slow. It's slowly but surely like overtaking the podcast. Let's get away from school chat. Let's get back to. Dennis travel chat because there's so much else. I mean, we got you're saying you want oh, trip fairs was, across weeks, but like what 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 happened? How was so, the where'd you land? New York? Hang on a second. Something else that happened before we left the tarmac and Oh, but we still haven't left <laughs> Island, Dennis. Still, Bloody hell. We're All still right. in the second anime where they go to the beach. We're gonna milk this. Um, so I was I had, to, I had to ask a very weird favor. The second we got in the actually we're in the air at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was on United side, so the United Wi-Fi that you can use for texting, but you can't use it for like general web browsing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was watching Barry season three on the seat back on the plane. A good show. I'd recommend it. Um, but here's the trouble, Riley. I'd forgotten what had happened in season two. And there was All no right. recap. So you're trying and to piece it together from context clues or what? No, I couldn't look it up because I only had the messaging Wi-Fi, right? <gasps> oh, so dude. I sent a- oh, my, oh, I know what you did. What do you think I did? You you messaged someone and was and you were like, "Hey, can you send me the plot synopsis of?" That's exactly what I did. Oh, you're so smart, Dennis. You're the smartest person I know. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) That's exactly. I messaged several people, people who I knew had watched, people who I knew who didn't care about it. Steve hasn't watched it, doesn't care. Lauren Nushin had watched it. I hit them all up. I was like, and then Lauren, bless her heart, was like, "Yeah, no problem. Here it comes." And she just copy pasted me episode by episode synopsis. I was like, "Thanks a million, mate. Cheers." Perfect. That's perfect, dude. Oh, that's so resourceful. Good. Resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, you found the loophole, man. You can't go to the Wikipedia page. Well, I got halfway through episode one of season three, and I was like, uh, I don't what? know who these people are. <laughs> I don't know what. The, what's the relationship? Why are they cross with each other? This doesn't make any well, sense. I, I was especially confused because I just watched season one again with Nikki. You hadn't seen it before, so I was like, hang on, what? Where does the gap? Hang on, I missed. I messed up now. Um, and yeah, Lauren just sent me all the episode summaries. It was very helpful. Yeah, yeah. See, I did try. That's... I did try the other, th- another hack, which unfortunately didn't work. Go I on. tried sending myself a www.wikipedia.org link in Facebook. Try open it inside the Facebook Messenger browser. No, it's not that, is it? That's not. I thought that, that, that would work. work. That no, didn't work. No, I thought of everything. No, no, no. But you still found a loophole. Do you save? Here's a question. Do you save films for the plane? Some like, like onto my device. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I mean, yes, I do. Yes, I do. As in, like a film comes out because you love the cinema. You love going to the cinema, right? Uh, I don't go any- as much as I used to, but uh, yeah, yeah, generally, yes. Are there any films that come out that you're like, I'll watch that in a plane. I'm not going to. Like, you know oh, when a video yeah. game comes out, like, like Stray, right? I'll buy that I'll buy that in the Steam sale. I'm not going to pay full price for it. When a film comes in, well, like, eh, I'll watch it on a plane. Yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. Eternals is one of those movies which I ended up not watching because it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think about other movies. <laughs> I, I, I still have Morbius in the bank, really, to watch on a plane when the time comes. <laughs> when the time's right, yeah. When the time's when it, right. When it is indeed Morbin time, then you'll be ready when to When it go, is yeah. indeed Morbin time, but it was not this time, unfortunately. So are we getting any America chat today? Are we, are we landing in New York? No. Oh, my goodness. Next time on Have a Listen to This. <laughs> Dennis lands in New York. How many, how many, how many episodes? Have we, how many 
how how many weeks are you going to milk out of this America trip? So let's see what I have in my notes app. In my notes app, I have plane pilot gave out number and Barry episode summaries. That's the first two. Okay. Yep. And then the other three I have are Hotel Purgatory, Disappointing Sights, and Dolan Springs. Dolan Springs. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something from Fallout New Vegas. Was that near Vegas? It was quite near Vegas, actually. Yeah. Oh, it probably is from Fallout New Vegas then. Wait, is it? It's it's, a, it's just a little town in the middle of the desert. Is it, that new? It probably is. That, is. Yeah, I bet it is second. because like um, some yeah, Dol- Dolan Springs, Arizona, Dolan Springs. I bet it is in uh, Fallout New Vegas. Photos at Fallout New Vegas, Dolan Springs, Fallout New Vegas, Dolan Springs, Arizona. Land. This is on MapQuest. I really want. No, it doesn't seem to be there. They didn't. They didn't quite. Um, they didn't quite expand all the way out to that way, did they? No, it's uh, looks far, like there's like, there's a tag on like Foursquare for Fallout New Vegas in Dolan Springs. Why? Uh, what is here? Hang I don't know. Second. There's some connection there. Well, we'll explore that. Maybe that'll be what. Maybe you're feigning ignorance, and we're going to talk about that because Fallout New Vegas. It was nothing film, to do with a classic no, film, classic I, uh, video game. I did replay New Vegas recently in preparation for going back to the desert. Oh yeah, just to and well, also to just learn your way around. The city, the like once you were there, yeah, yeah. you know, the strip, find out where all the stuff is. Couldn't you know, find we, the Lucky know. 38. That was rough. I don't know where that went. No, I don't think it's been built yet, right? <laughs> I suppose that's technically true, isn't it? They've still got, what, 50, 50 odd years to build that one. So, yeah, yeah. Fallout New Vegas, you should play it if you haven't. Dennis, I haven't traveled. Well, I've traveled a little bit. I traveled to Brisbane. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, an hour in the car. Um, had a good time, actually. I went down with Megan. We went and hung out with uh, David Mindsy Mines, one of the most famous Australian Magic the Gathering players ever to have existed. Great bloke. Had a lovely That's dinner niche. with him. Dennis, we went to... Uh, can I tell you the name of the place we went to for dinner? Where'd you go? It was Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. I'm looking up the menu right now for Big Roddy's. This feels like this feels like Peter's Pizza. Big Rippy, Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. Now, Roddy was not that big, right? There's two he of these, Roddy. There's, there's two of these. Yeah, we went to the one West End on Fish Lane. It was very good. There's one in South, yeah, one in South Brisbane, yeah. 67 Fish Lane. There's another one in yep. Fortitude Valley, Queensland. No, I didn't go to Fortitude Valley. I didn't go to the Valley. But we had a great time and the food was fantastic. It was, it was so much food that I actually had to take some of it home in a, in a takeaway container, which is very unusual because I can put it away when I need to. Um, but the ribs were indeed ripping. Roddy, not that big. Yeah, so. even, even from the little cartoon version on the logo, he looks relatively svelte. Yeah, he's not. He's not a big. He's not a big bloke. Uh, also, not a shack, like just a, a full structure. Just a building that seemed to be completely up to code. It wasn't a sort of a you know a half baked shelter made of uh, of, of, of driftwood and and. Dude, this guy's leaves. got the the merch on. Oh my god, he's got. They've got their own sauces. They make. They got clothes. They mm. make golf balls. Why do they make golf balls? I don't know. Big Roddy's just really loves his golf. Loves loves a, loves a bit of uh, loves, loves a bit of ball chess. Loves to go and kiss the egg, Dennis. I don't know. They anyway. sell a twenty five dollar premium leather golf glove with this dude's face on. I think Big Roddy is his own biggest fan, honestly, and good on him because I tell you what, he makes some ripping ribs. Anyway, so we went there. That was I great. To ask, what'd you get? What'd you get? Did you get the beef short ribs? Uh, no, I got the uh, I got the brisket. Baby back. The I brisket. got the brisket and oh baby, oh baby, it was good. I got the brisket and the uh, and the wings, and uh, you know I went to town. I had a great time. It was a very very good meal. Anyway, no 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 no, we're not getting off this just yet because right before we started recording, Riley, we made fun of America for not being able to sell unpasteurized milk, right? Okay, yeah. And then you said to me, well, it's the same reason you can't you can't sell it in Australia either. That's why you can't get poutine here. Yeah, and Megan got the big poutine. Big has it has poutine in the menu. Yeah, it's not proper poutine, man. It a says Canadian? genuine Aussie cheese curd. Yeah, but they're not. 
Well, that's the thing. Genuine Aussie cheese curd, right? It's oh, what passes so for a cheese, cheese curd, curd in Australia, right? <laughs> if a Canadian were to set foot into Big Roddy's Riffin' Adam, Adam, Adam Savadan would round Adam Savadan himself, Roddy into his own merch store. <laughs> right? If Adam Savadan were to, were to you know, stoop through the doorway of... I mean, Adam Savadan is a lot bigger than bloody Big Roddy. Big Adam, mm, we should call mm, him. Anyway, big he big would, Adam's ripping rip, rip poutine shack. He would spontaneously combust at the size at the sight of what they are calling poutine over there. You know, I mean, Adam's not an angry man, but he would put his he would put his fist through the uh, he'd put his fist through the, the the bloody wall. I reckon if he if he were to see that because it was it's a yeah, it's not poutine anyway. Um, uh, long time listeners will remember we don't really do follow ups on the show. Um, and we're mm-hmm. not going to make a habit of this, but many, many moons ago, you remember, Dennis, I talked about how I was starting my Discworld collection, how I was very excited going around mm-hmm. to secondhand mm-hmm. bookshops and buying uh, all sorts of Discworld books. And that the first one that I went to, they had like 20 and, uh, you know, made a huge start to my collection. And since then, I have found two. Um, <laughs> okay, slow down, slow down a little. Been to a lot of secondhand bookshops across a lot of the country, and it is just really far, hard to find Terry Pratchett uh, books. So I... Gave up, uh, and Dennis, I gave up after going to a, a famous secondhand bookshop in um, in Brisbane, which, <laughs> out the front of it, has the sign, very large, one million books. Not one million books for sale or here, just the phrase one million books. Just one million books. Maybe they, maybe it is a bit of creative advertising in that you know they're not saying there are a million books inside. It's like when McDonald's started using a hundred percent Aussie beef in their burgers. You would assume, Dennis, that that would mean that they were using beef that was sourced. 100% of this beef was sourced from Australia, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not so. 100% Aussie beef was beef that was made by a company called 100% Aussie. Aussie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beef was not 100% Australian as it was. Anyway. So um, this, was I, that, um, this was that, it looks like Archives Fine Books. Yeah, and can subject? I tell you, the books were very fine. There was an old book there from the 17th century that they wanted 15 grand for. Didn't get that one. Um, didn't bring that one home with you? No, but there were very many, very, very many books. Of course, they had the classic Minette Walters, The Shape of Snakes. I think it's legally mandated that secondhand bookshops have at least one copy of Minette Walters, The Shape of Snakes. I don't know what why. What the hell is that? It's just a book that is in every secondhand bookshop, man. I guarantee you, go to a secondhand bookshop and you will find a copy of Minette Walters, The Shape of Snakes. I don't know what I is mean, happening with that book. This is not a very well-received The synopsis on this Book page is two lines long. It's so this bad, is- Dennis. It's so bad that when people read it, they take it back. They just like, I don't That's want it in true. the house. It instantly gets dumped in the second book. That's true. It has to be a very specific kind of book where I guess I guess you need a really enticing cover or cover art and then a really disappointing actual book to end up in a second Or it has to be so bad that it makes you angry to look at it that you're like, you, I, to, you, you, you know, you got to return it. No, no, we don't, we don't accept returns. We're not exchanging these. All right, I just, I'll take, to, I don't care. You have to bought it in the you have to have bought it in the first place, though. Yeah. Something needs to sucker you in. Oh, sure. So it needs to have, yeah, That's I see what you're saying. It has to have a cover that makes you go, oh, I'll buy this. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I've heard to make, good things to make about the trip from, Walters, The Shape of Snakes. Exactly. To make to make the trip from bookstore to secondary bookstore. Yes. Yeah. That, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't consider, I don't know who's buying new copies. Let me tell you, if you need to complete a, collo- a, a copy of Manette, I've seen more copies of Manette Walters, The Shape of Snakes, than I have Discworld novels, and I've been actively searching for Discworld novels. Anyway. I I've went to this place, one, one million books, right? At least one of them was Manette Walters' The Shape of Snakes, but exactly zero of them were Terry Pratchett's Discworld, celebrated Discworld series. <laughs> Is that so I the gave trick? up and I bought them all online instead. So <clears throat> they're on their way. Um, yeah, no, the question is that wasn't the trick working. there, Riley? 
do they have a half a million copies of Manette Walters, The Shape of Snakes out back? And that's how they hit their million book quota. I reckon if I went to the front desk and I was like, look, I've counted. There's not a million. And she's like, we've got a warehouse. All right. What's in the warehouse? <laughs> it's a million, it's half a million copies of Manette Walters, The Shape of yeah, Snakes. It's, it's Ron Swanson. I want all your, all your eggs. I want all of your copies of Manette Walters, The Shape of Snakes. And she's like, I'm well, I, I, hope, I hope you've brought several 18 wheelers because we're going to yeah, yeah. be here a while. <laughs> Riley, um, I want to circle back very briefly because a couple of episodes ago, and again, this is the follow-up oh, episode, it turns out. we got we got to really be careful with follow-ups, Dennis, because it's well, dangerous territory. We usually forget everything we talk about on the show. Well, I remember this one because we talked about food challenges before. Mm-hmm. Big Roddy's Riley has a food challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it ever on the table to attempt the Hungry Horn oh, Challenge? Not even remotely, because again, as I said in that episode, well, as I would have said in that episode, I believe, I can't remember, but I guess I said <laughs> something like, they're definitely set up for you to lose, right? Right. It's n plus. It's it's average. It's amount the average person can possibly eat plus fifteen percent or whatever. Exactly. Right. They put that like they test it so you can't. The, the house always wins. So no, it's, it's a scam. It's a con, and I'm, I'm I'm absolutely not falling for it. No. So have you seen the deal though, Riley? Well, isn't it like so you you get a T-shirt? Chal- right? No, no. Hang on. The challenge is a hundred. It costs a hundred dollars to attempt. Yeah. You have to complete the food in less than sixty minutes. Mm. Very normal rules. Mm-hmm. If you win, you get a $100 Big Roddy's voucher. Fair enough. You basically get your money back. I assume if you're willing to do the food challenge of Big Roddy's, you're likely to have to eat there again at some point in your life. That's whatever. Mm-hmm. You get your photo on the Hungry Horn Hero wall. You get a t-shirt. And Riley, you get 10% off for the rest of your life. Purchases of oh, Big Roddy's. I didn't see that. I didn't look into that. So do you want to know what the deal consists of? The challenge consists of? Yeah. Hit it, I'm calling hit it, it a deal one. now. It's just a it's good a deal. deal. Yeah, 100%. We're not, not sponsored <laughs> by Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. Like, as well, much like, as I, I love that. that like, I'm so confident in this that it's not a challenge. It's a deal. This is a it's bargain a now. Yeah. Let's go. What are we getting for 100 bucks? Full rack of pork ribs. Yeah. They look good. They look ripping. Double bone of beef ribs. Okay. Your choice of poutine or chili fries. Yeah. The chili fries also look really good. I'd leave the poutine. The poutine was wet. It was a very wet dish. Ugh. A double serve of coleslaw. Oh, I don't waste my time with coleslaw. Put that in the bin. All right, next. And the killer, Riley, this is where it gets it, is one kilogram of buffalo wings. Kilo buffalo wings? No, that's, I don't that's think a- that's where they're getting you because that's mostly bone. No, no. I think oh, I could put away a kilo of buffalo wings easy peasy. This doesn't say you don't have to eat the bone. Oh, you got to get it all down. That's how they get you, Dennis. <laughs> that's, that's, why the, hot, that's why, that's why the Hungry Horn Wall was completely empty. There were just some pictures yeah. of people looking sad with broken <laughs> teeth. And a bunch of gravestones. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know that they're designed like this. And I know yeah. everybody always says this. It seems doable. Dennis, we've done this. We've done this. We can't retrace. I mean, we've, we're only 26, 27 episodes in, man. We can't, like, we can't retrace out like in a in a couple of hundred episodes sure we can come back and, and revisit you know, things yeah surely oh, at the moment i went we don't to, have to right go sl- slide jump ahead to my trip to vegas that is related to this oh we've landed um, we're here we've landed. In we've la- and we, we skipped past new york as well um have you ever been to the bacchanal buffet in vegas really no we've talked about that on the thing we talked about that on the show as well yeah huge big i mean it's well named bacchanal yeah yeah i went with my parents and my wife nikki and what happened every time to me when I go to a buffet, because we hadn't eaten all day, I was so hungry. That's smart. That's just, like, yeah, that's just good planning. Yep. Let's go. Eat mm-hmm. a plate and a half. And I'm like, mm, I'm quite full. <laughs> they thought of everything. It's, 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 it's pacing, man. That's it's the key a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to an all-you-can-eat place on Sunday, right? What's, David what Mosey Mines, Australia's favorite magic player, he told me about this place. They do, I think, 20 different style, 20 different flavors of wings. Ooh. Right? 
all sorts of different ones. I'll be back with a full report next week. Um, but uh, he's already got his tier list, right? The um, the nacho cheese oh, one. He's a, he's, he's, Garbage he's a regular, tier. Buffalo, rock solid in the middle of the pack though. He really loves the honey soy. He says that's really good. Not going to be a performer for me. I don't like my I don't like my honey chicken, right? But I'll have a go at no, it. And I'll, okay. uh, uh, no, not really. I don't. It's, it's the sweet. Like I don't like chicken and waffles because it's also very sweet. Dennis, I was going. I wanted to talk about mythology. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. You also, you also got. You, you also got, started the podcast, and you were like, "Oh, I'm worried. I talked too much about school and food." And, and here I, we are. That's all I've done. <laughs> okay, mythology. You love mythology. I love mythology. That's what I've been reading. Right. I was going to move from bookshops into books into reading. I've been collecting, um, uh, mythology anthologies, if you will. Right, mythanthology. Mythanthology. Like you can make there, but I can't. We can it. find it somewhere. But um, I really want to recommend people who want a nice, easy uh, on ramp into mythology because a lot of it's very dense and it's very boring uh-huh. and academic. A lot of it's three thousand years old. <laughs> Neil Gaiman rewrote a bunch mm. of Norse myths. It's just called Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Ten out of ten experience. Really, really good. But I've been going, Dennis, to, I, and the reason I want to talk about you because I know you're huge on this. I've been going very deep on Greek mythology. Oh baby, Greek myths. Stephen Fry, but, but, butter me up and call me. So- oh, Mythos. Yeah, Mythos, Heroes, and Troy. I haven't started. I haven't read Troy. I'm, I'm still reading through Mythos or through Heroes. Mytho- sorry. I have. I have the audiobook. I haven't started it. Is it any good? It's pr- there are some parts that are a bit like ugh, okay, a bit awkward, right? There are some parts that awkward sort of feel in what like, sense? What do you mean? Like, so I want to I want to talk about the tone of the Greek myths because they're wild, man. They're yeah. wild, and a the, lot of I mean I've been told a lot of them gone. I was going to say, the vast majority of Greek myths start with Zeus turning into some kind of animal having sex with a woman. That's A, very, a that's large a of portion it. of them open with that. We, even if we go back to the um, the creation myths, right? When I was a kid and I, you know, we, learning about Greek mythology through child-appropriate sources, you know, it's yep. just like, oh, and then Kronos jumped, up for, jumped out from behind the rock and used the sickle to slash at his father Uranus. And from his blood, the Furies blossomed out and the goddess Aphrodite came out of the sea. I'm not going to go into detail here, but suffice to say that um, the myths do specify very, very specifically, I might add, where Cronus slashes Uranus. It's not just generic slashes, Dennis. They're very directed slashes at a very Mm. certain part of his anatomy. And um, a piece of anatomy that is in use at the time that... uh, Kronos oh jumped my. out from behind the rock. So um, a lot more graphic than you'd think. Have had to uh, rely on, you know, more child-friendly sources when uh, telling these myths to kids at school as I was, you know, as I was interested in them when I was a kid. Haven't gone to all the grisly detail with them. But with Stephen Fry's retelling of them, they're very good and, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're rock solid in terms of the, the characters and identities and that sort of stuff. But some of the dialogue, because he puts modern dialogue into the books, which I think is supposed to make it approachable. But when Cronus so, kills so is, is, Uranus... Is it like Cronus is like, hey, bro, not cool? Like, what do you mean? It is exactly that, right? And Cronus goes... Because oh. Cronus gets cursed by Uranus, right? So the story yeah. is Uranus, the, the sky, and Gaia, the earth, together they gave birth to the 12 Titans, or Gaia did. Um, and then the, the Cyclopes and the Hecatonchires and a whole lot of others. Anyway, that's not the point. That's the creation myth. Cronus kills his father, Uranus, or at least undoes him. He, he can't really destroy a primordial deity. A lot of the time, whatever. depending on the thing, sometimes he just gets chucked into Tart- Tartarus and that's it. Yeah. Whatever it is, right? He got exiled into the sky. What is the case? Anyway, when this showdown between father and son is happening and when Uranus points his finger at Cronus and curses him, right, to be betrayed by his children as he was betrayed by his... In Fry's telling of the version, 
Kronos turns and goes, sorry, daddy, you don't have any power over me anymore. And it's just like, just, that really is just really making me, it's making me cringe so hard my teeth are going to shatter. Like, but I don't like that. The dialogue is terrible, but the narratives themselves Sorry, are Sorry, Daddy, now watch me whip and watch me nae And watch <laughs> me nae as well as, as I become the king of the universe. But look, if you want to get across the stories and you want them in an easily digestible way and you can stomach a bit of poorly written dialogue, um, can't recommend them highly enough. But Dennis, I know you love Greek well, mythology. Well, I was just ask, what ignited your love for mythology as a child, Riley? Because I have a very I have a definitive pinpoint for mine. Uh, well, we I actually I went to a very weird type of school called a Steiner school, right? Where you actually do a lot of cultural studies. Uh, you learn about That's art and nice. culture and history and religion, all sorts of stuff like that. So we actually actually studied them in in primary school. We actually went to the length of you know oh, learning about these ancient pantheons. There's a Steiner school in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. It's almost like a cult. I certainly wouldn't recommend it. It's it's a very very strange. I wouldn't recommend it. To, a Steiner Waldorf. Not school yeah anthroposophy and stuff it's it's not it's uh, yeah anyway um but one of the one of the good things about it Ooh, is no homework hold on a sec whoa hang on. <laughs> well that's just sort of in line with modern pedagogy Mod, like homework is completely useless in my opinion anyway but one thing i did um, come no. away from that is with a lot of a lot of knowledge of uh, a lot of ancient cultures we did uh, ancient rome ancient greece ancient india uh, Mesopotamia, we did... Um, we And the thing I actually liked about it, a point in its favour, is we also learned Jewish and Christian and Muslim mythology in the same breath as Greek and Roman. And so as in like, oh, here are all these myths about these ancient gods. They're not true, mm. but here the ones about Jesus are. All the ancient, all the Jewish and Christian and Islamic, all the religions, in other words, that are still alive today, were taught in the same breath as these other ones, as in like, these are also mythical stories. They're not necessarily true, which I did enjoy that. I did enjoy the even-handedness of that. Um, but that was what sort of got me into myth and legend at, at that time. But for you, what, what, what was it for you? I think I remember. So my- Was it God of War? No, before that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my father, I asked my father to pick up a video game for me. Mm-hmm. And he did. And he bought the wrong game, Riley. You also got a war and, and what did you get? No, no. Super Monkey Ball. I asked, for, I asked for Age of Empires and I got Age of Mythology. Oh, dude, I reinstalled Age. It was on sale on Steam and I, I bought it again because I can't, I mean, I, well, I was going to say I can't find the disc, but even if I did have the disc, what would I put it into? Yeah. <laughs> no, I bought Smashing it, like four, it into the monitor. It was like $14 on Steam, dude, and I started playing it as Arkantos. And I still remember all the voice lines, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a good game. Such but a good game, that, dude. I played that game to death. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, even in the remake that I have, I have twenty five hours on it. None of that's the campaign. It's just playing with multiplayer and stuff. Um, that game and the music, oh, mm. yeah, that game ignited my love for uh, Greek mythology. And I have a fond memory. I think I told this podcast before. I certainly told you. My mother's proudest memory of me is when I went to the library when I was. I must have been seven or eight. Oh yeah, you have told this. Yeah, let's let, get across it again. That's a good story. And I was like, oh, do you have any um any like works by Homer and mm. the lovely librarian? Bless her heart. Was like, yeah, of course, no problem. She came back with like a bunch of like Simpsons books for kids, mm. and my mom was like, no, 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 my son would like ancient Greek poetry, please, because <laughs> I wanted to read. I'm looking for the, the Iliad, Iliad, please. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, I, I was, I was way into it. I remember I talked to you about um, uh, Atticus the Storyteller. It was a book I used to have when I was a kid about all these mm-hmm. different Greek bits and stuff. I was way into it, and it was yep. by pure happenstance because my dad bought yep. ancient mythology instead yep. of and it stuck. They can't. 
They can't all be winners, though. One time my dad bought me a Mensa game for the PC, and I thought it was very, very boring, and it was very boring, so we went back about Animaniacs Paintball instead. So they can't all be winners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get them all right, but still. Um, but one thing that I... Obviously, one of the reasons I've been... One of the, well, I guess one of the things that I've done as a result of having gotten back into myth and legend recently is I've been incorporating these stories. Because as a substitute teacher, you have to be you have to be on your feet. You have to be because sometimes teachers call in sick that day, no lesson plans, nothing. They just chuck you into the classroom, like make sure the kids don't uh, end up. You know, what what you no, do is no, largely no, irrelevant no. as long as they're sort of roughly in the same configuration as they were at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Right? If, as long as it's the same number of fingers and toes at the end of the day as we did the start, you're good. Later. Exactly right. You know, try to keep the the, the, the tears and all that sort of stuff to a minimum. Make sure they don't claw each other's eyes out, right? So, you know, I've got a, a sort of little haversack full of lessons and stuff that I can use. But one of the things that I love to do is tell stories to kids. One of my favorite things to do of all time is tell stories with kids, right? And so I bought um, a bunch of different right, that, books, that's a, right? That's a big part of Steiner Waldorf education, isn't it? Read to your parents, have your parents read to you. Isn't that a big part of the whole thing? It probably is. And can I tell you, if there are any parents out there, if you want, I mean, I know you're having a, having a laugh here, but honestly, if there is one thing, one, I mean, I'm, te- I'm speaking now as a trained educational professional as we get back to school chat again, damn it. There's one thing you do to improve your child's literacy, understanding, comprehension, reading, like just everything, like even just general development as a person, read with your kids, read with your kids, half an hour a day, have them read to you for half of it, you read to them for half of it, correct the mistakes that they make, help them with the spelling patterns in an informal and a fun way, it doesn't have to feel like a lesson, read with your kids, it's the easiest way to help your children develop their their literacy skills, their like anyway. anyway. So I've been reading with the, these kids, and it's great. Except, of course, the Greek myths, as you know, are wild, holy, pretty moly. saucy, pretty violent, and it's, pretty saucy. Most of the gods are shagging each other at some point, and also yeah, a lot of them are you, related. Yeah, they're an HBO show. Let's be honest. So be real. I, so I was telling, I was, I was talking about the Titanomachy, right? When the when the Greek gods fought the Titans, and when Zeus overthrew, mm-hmm. right? And I was saying about you know oh, Cronus, his his youngest son Zeus, overthrew him, that sort of stuff. And then when Zeus won the war and he crowned himself the king of the gods, set up shop on Mount Olympus, and he married Hera, and they had a, and one of the kids, oh, whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on, hang on, what? I'm like, and he married Hera, and they had, and I was, and the kids goes, his sister, and I was like, oh no, I was really hoping you wouldn't figure that. Out. <laughs> I mean, all creation myths have that problem, right? Because there well, has to only be a couple of people like, at the start, right? Yeah. I said, who else is he going to marry, man? There's only six of them. What's he going to do? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was telling about, like, the, the story. Hey, that means, of, that, that's good. That means they're paying attention. I mean, yeah, that's it. And then I was telling the story about, like, Hades and Persephone. And uh, and then and then they were saying, but hang on. If Demeter is, is Hades' brother, that means Persephone is. I'm like, kids, it's just a story. It's just a story. You don't need to see. It's, Let's it's not get into the family trees too yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, I mean, it's it's just one line all the way down. It's not much of a tree, Dennis. It's one of those redwoods that, you know, the trunk goes mm-hmm. all, it doesn't have a lot of branches, you know? <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter the the download numbers show up all the same so whatever suckers but if you did enjoy this show please tell your friends about it and uh, look tell people that aren't your friends tell acquaintances and even your enemies again the downloads show up all the same uh and if you want to support the show if you really like the show this much you can uh, support us on patreon patreon.com slash have a listen to this you get access to uh behind the scenes stuff early early access to episodes all sorts of things uh we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 